Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukinen. Ah, praise the Lord. If you are in Corinthians, I, I just said when we were doing the offering, I mean, when we were doing uh, communion, um, we were in Corinthians. But if you, you can turn over, if you turned in Corinthians, we're in 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is a scripture that I brought up more than once. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I brought this up, so it's, but it's nice to get our eyes on it. Let's get our eyes on it. Therefore... If any man, this is uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man, are you any man? Are you that man? Is this talking about you? FYI, for your information, is talking about you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Are you, uh, you, now you know that you've heard this before from me? I hope you have. I really hope you remember that you've heard this more than once from me. And therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are new. And I think I did also, I pre, I, we were talking about it in the pastor's table. If you hadn't have, had an opportunity, that's going to be an exciting episode. I talk about it too. Hallelujah. That you're in Christ. We talked about that this morning that we're a new creature, then old things are passed away and all things are new. And all things are of God. All these new things. So let's have a look at our new year. It's a new year. Happy New Year. Pastor Gwen said it so joyfully this morning. Happy New Year. It is Happy New Year. It's a happy new year. It's a time when, you know, the world, they look back and they look forward. They look back and they go, and a lot of people were looking back on Facebook and saying that it wasn't a very good year. And I, 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 you know, it is what it is. And like Pastor Gwen is, we're the judge of hard. And I, and I, and I, when I was reading that, I was like, you know what? Gee, I'm so glad that I wasn't in the 40s, that, 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 that I don't look back on a year and that was my year. Wow. Or at, at another time. This was my year, I'm here. Why? If you're looking back with regret, the blood of Jesus is not there. So that's, these are some things to think about and some things to look at. We want to apply that blood wherever it needs to be applied. And let me tell you, it should be applied everywhere. <laughs> Let's paint that upside, inside, outside, everywhere. His blood. But we, people look back, they take stock at this time. It just seems that that's a habit that people do. And then they start talking, you know, now we're not really talking in the lunchrooms very much or, you know, or wherever. But usually during, and during the new year, there's like, so, hey, what's your new, re new year's resolution? What are you going to do differently this year? And so they look back and then they look back at what they did before and then they make their choices how I can go differently so it wasn't what it was before. And so there's this analysis. And you know, it's okay to look back and see. It's okay to look forward and, and analyze. But the human nature wants to go and fix this thing that's wrong. 
And so, so we see that in the, you know, all the diet commercials that are out here right now. And then all the exercise and all the exercise deals. Why is that? Well, there's, an, there's a reason why there, that is that. People have taken stock after the holidays. <laughs> they have looked back and they're looking forward to summer maybe. And they're looking at all these different things and they're analyzing. And you know, they're very smart, these gyms and these diet programs. They, they, they know that this is the time to get you because this is the time when people are thinking and regretting what has gone before. And they're tr trying to, you know, have that new slate that this new year offers, that we went to bed, if you did, or I don't know if you stayed up, but at one point you went to bed on December 31st or maybe early January 1st, and then you woke up and it was a new year. And all of a sudden there's this new slate that has happened. Let me tell you, the new slate has already been here and gone. And that's the new slate of what Jesus did. And that can happen. It doesn't have to happen on December 31st to January 1st. It can happen when you're ready. It can happen anytime, any moment. And that new slate is there for you. And then this is, we're not going to fix it ourselves. We're getting the fixer to fix. And he does it good. He does it right. He does it perfect. Where we try to go in and meddle things, he makes it perfect. And that new slate is brand spanking new. Like broke the old slate and gave you the new one. Just like your life. That's the kind of new that we're talking about. And in and around it, in the, in the script, in your, around the scripture, it talks about reconciling us to the Father. That... We have a relationship now with God the Father that wasn't there before. And that we're this new creature. Old things are passed away. Now we're in his image and his likeness. Forgiven, holy, righteous, renewed. Reconciled to the Father in this new relationship. This new slate that didn't come from a box set of time and days. That someone decided it's really, years are important. Don't get me wrong. We need something to organize us. When we say we want to be here on a certain date at a certain time, it's really helpful that we're all looking at the right calendar. Really helpful when you're looking at the right time. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's important. You know, meeting somewhere and being somewhere together to start something. We need some sort of these, these time, time. We need this time. And it, but it's not a curse. We don't want to see it as a curse. We, it's a blessing to us. We have opportunities. Time is an opportunity. So a couple weeks ago, I was talking about taking, I, I talked about holding on to our own understanding versus holding on to God's own understanding. And I talked about holding on to God's plan versus our, what we think and what we should do and what we think our plan should be for the year. But we can let go of our plan and we can hold his plan in our hands. And so it's so important that to know that we can hold things in our hands. We could hold things. We can hold his word. We can hold, we, but there's some things that we need to lay down for good and lay them down and let them be gone. But I talked a lot about like holding on to his plan for our life 
and not our plan. We have lots of plans and we have lots of ideas. And we, they can seem to be right and they can seem to be leading us to the way we want to go. But we're not going to get there without the light leading our path and the Holy Spirit leading us. We're not going to get to the good end, his good plan for us. Because we have no idea what we want. <laughs> but there's big plans and, yeah, little plans. There's lots of plans. There's lots of plans. And we plan and we plan and we plan. But we want to make sure that we're holding on to the right plan. And, uh, and, and part of it is wrapped up in this, this time and what time is. And I, it was so wonderful. We had the opportunity to work with the, some of the children at the church um, throughout the week. And, and that was a real blessing. I love spending time with children and uh, doing Christmassy things. It was so much fun. Doing all these things. And so one way that I avoid the what's next, next discussion in my classroom is we have like a shape of the day. What we're going to do. And you may think back to your elementary days or high school days where your teacher put on the board what you're going to do and what was going to happen next. And it's, we're going to do this. And many of us are in the what's next. Okay, we got to get ready, get up, get ready for work. Okay, shower, get breakfast, get lunch together, get all that sorted. Then we, we go to our workplace or we walk to our computer. And then we do our work for a certain amount of time. And then we have our lunch, we get up, we get our lunch, we eat our lunch, maybe we have interaction, don't, because we're working from home. And then, or are we doing, or our job looks a little bit different, we go to our next appointment and our next appointment, and then, oh, the, the end day, go home. Now I gotta make dinner and go through this. Where is the teacher helping and leading you to the next in that? Is the teacher in you with you throughout the day? Is the word being opened up into you during the day? Because making breakfast every day is important, but it's not, and it's going to lead you tomorrow in some respects, but it's not going to lead you to your future. And there's those moments where we're led into our future, the lessons of the day that lead us into our future. And if we don't take notice and we don't take stock, we don't know what happened. I remember I was in a math class one day, and it, like it, it was in high, it, like way like I think it was actually university maybe. And I'm like, this is what it's all about. It all led to this moment here. I'm doing everything I did was so I could do this now. And I went, oh, huh. Well, wouldn't you know, they led me to this, they taught me to this, and here I am doing something that I don't really care about. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, algebra. Mm. But it led me there. We're going to eternity, and it starts now. Yes. What is the piece? What is the most important piece that's leading you to eternity? What are these, and what, there's framework that, that helps us get there, but don't let your framework keep you bound in jail. 
So we've got big plans. We've got end goal, end game plan, where God wants you to go and to be. I'm like, I, I, like, I, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think so. I mean, I, like, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher. That was a big goal. I'm there, but I don't think I'm at my end. I think there's more to explore here, more to do and more to go. I mean, I, I, like we, when we, we started with the pastor's table, it was like right time, right moment. And there was all this back preparation that led to this moment here to go into the next place. And so to notice that you're being prepared for something, or are you? Or are you? Because we pray, we believe, and we want these things to happen. But the groundwork needs to be laid. And it's, and it's God's not going to just open up your brain and, and pour it all in. You're going to have to do something yourself, too. But we have plans. We want to make sure we're following the right plan. And not our plan, but we think it should be. What's your plan? Is it your plan or is it God's plan? There's two scenarios here. We've got, you really want a new job. Your job sucks. You really hate it. And you want to get out. So you go and you go look for a new job. You go look, you know, Craigslist, wherever you look, LinkedIn. You're like, okay, I need to escape this job. I need to get out. I'm going to research, oh, there's all these jobs. There's a job in this city. There's a job in that city. There's a job in this city over here. Hmm, let's see, which job should I pick? Well, that one looks really great. It has lots of really good benefits. And then this one over here, that one has a good salary. Oh, this, this city's really nice. I'd like to, like, explore it. Maybe I should go there. And then you go and you move, and then things don't go as expected or planned. Things go... In fact, terrible. You don't have any friends or you, don't, or you have a friend, but they're not the friend you kind of were looking for. And, and then now you're deciding to go look for a church. And this is all you driven. And so lots of people do that with their life. I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to find a way. Let's, let's find and look for another grass, greener grass, and then you go jump in it, and you're like, hey, wait a second, this isn't green. And so we do this, like, pasture jumping. And you're going, not pasture, but pasture. Like, you go, like, oh, I'll go to that field, or I'll go to that field, and I'll go to this field. And uh, you're not satisfied because you weren't led. I've been in jobs that have been really hard and challenging. But because I've been led there, I'm happy. Because I'm there, I'm, I'm just happy to be there. Even when, like, you frankly have to do some sucky things in your job. Guess what? There's sucky jobs everywhere. There's sucky parts of your job. And then also, too, there's jobs that you think are sucky that for other people, but they're not. Like, like Pastor Neil with accounting, I could not. I've done enough with the book table and other places and stuff. And when things don't add up, I'm just like, ah! I quit. And they're like little bulldogs going in there, these accountants, and finding where they match, and go, and, and everything lines up. And I, I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> 
but there's people that enjoy those kinds of things and bless God, enjoy them. <laughs> I'll enjoy something else. But also too, you could say that about my job. You could come in, be a fly on my wall and go, oh no, oh no, 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 no. You know, and, and uh, you know, like Pastor Gwen's, you know, made a comment when, when she overhears, you don't eat that. Like, things that, <laughs> that you have to say when you're with little ones, you don't eat that. <laughs> it may make sense to you, but it doesn't make sense apparently to someone who's under this tall. <laughs> don't eat that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then you, and then those people leave and say, never, no, not ever. That's why it's great to follow what God, God's plan for your life. Because even when things are challenging, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy it. I, I know the end game. I, I've been in my job for long enough that I can see, you get to get a sense of it. And you can get a sense of, we're not ready yet for that. <laughs> So we just don't. <laughs> there was a time when I was young in the job and I tried and that was not good. But I, you get a sense of things. And you get a sense of what you need to do. But that's just a sense in my job. We can get that sense from the Holy Spirit. That this is something that I should do. Or this is something, wait a second, hold off on that. And there's, so there's, there's things of life, things that we have to do, but we don't want to get caught up in that day-to-day -day cycle and lose sight of an end that's wonderful, that he's preparing us for something. And to know and, and, and on purpose be prepared for that. That something, the wait is over. What's the wait over for you? Like, you're, you know, we're waiting for something, but guess what? You're going to be waiting for something else later. There's another wait around the corner for something different. And there's, that's where we are, is we're constantly looking forward. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. But we want to be looking forward at the right thing. We want to be. So we can ask and invite God in if we're unhappy in our job. Maybe it wasn't the job that you were supposed to take in the first place. Maybe God's got something at that job and there's an unhappiness and it has nothing to do with your job. That there's an unhappiness because he's not first place. And no unhappiness will be solved without him. And so this year is an opportunity to get happy. To get happy with him. But we have plans. We have big plans and we have little plans. And there's schedules. And the schedules can bring a bit of comfort for kids because they know what's happening next. It's nice knowing what's hap going to happen next. There's comfort in that but it's not the comforter. <laughs> and you have, we have to settle in ourselves to be a bit uncomfortable about what's going to happen next to be truly comforted by the comforter, if that makes any sense. 
it's uncomfortable what's not go- what's what you don't you don't know what's going to happen next but you can in that moment allow the comforter to comfort you and not get superficial comfort about what could be happening next but let him comfort you let me tell you we don't know everything i i i don't think uh, you couldn't argue with me about that but i have a feeling that we can agree that we don't know everything we can cling to different kinds of comfort we can cling to the comfort of this world we can cling to the comfort of a work schedule of things of having things a certain way and having things to be the way that you like them and those won't give you the comfort that you're looking for and while you're holding on and trying to make yourself comfortable you cannot allow the comforter the holy spirit to comfort you and bring you to a new place and bring you into your next. So you really want to be having the right things in your hands. His plan, his comfort, his peace and joy. And how can that look like how can we like look at different examples to see where that took place where people took a hold of their own comfort first? The Jews took their own comfort first. They clung to the law. And that was their comfort. They, that's what they knew. They knew the law. They knew how that was done. The Pharisees clung to their power. And they knew, every, they knew how things worked. And they knew that system. And then when a new system came in, something new that was better than they could ever dream or ask or imagine came in, they couldn't let go of the things of the past. They couldn't let go of the way they liked it. They couldn't let go to those things. And they couldn't let it go and turn and cling to something new. If we th- I'm just going to read that again here. Hallelujah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, things, behold, all things become new. Are we clinging to some old bits that are tainting what's happening in our life? You know, God is good. We're going to have a good end. It's going to be great. We're going to be in heaven together. Woohoo! You can enjoy life now. <laughs> you can be happy now. <laughs> and part of it is clinging to old bits. Clinging to those old bits. Clinging to those old ways. Clinging to those old plans. Instead of clinging to the person that saved us, delivered us, set us free. His ways, higher than our ways. And we allow the comforter to comfort us. We can walk in those highways. We don't have to have old ways. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our focus is so important. 
I don't know if you were if you or no you've seen these the Where is Waldo books. They've been around for many a year. I had them when I was little. They're big giant books and you had to look for things in the books. They're a look and find book. And now and now they've even gone meaner. They shrunk those books. And now they're like a quarter of the size, but the same picture. And they give you a little magnifying glass to try and find Waldo. <laughs> I, I saw that and I went, woo. <laughs> In our days, they came out with a different book. And, then, and you're looking for Waldo, this tiny little guy. Then you have to look for a key. And so, bless God, that key is like super teeny tiny. And so you're like scouring, looking for Waldo. And there's lots of people and lots of things in the scene. And, and if you're not, but if you're focused on Waldo, that's what you're looking for. And so, so I, you know, you'd be like looking for Waldo, trying to find him. And then you, and you look through and you scour the page and then, and, and, and everything's kind of like, you know, you're not really seeing it. You're just looking for Waldo. And so, so I, so, you know, and then you found them and then you turn the page. Many people are just focusing on the one thing and they're trying to find Waldo. They're trying to find that one thing that you're waiting for. And you've been waiting for and waiting for and waiting for and, or a circumstance. And you're looking at that circumstance and that's all you can see. And there's this whole page of funny illustrations that the illustrator took the time to, to draw all these things, but you don't see those things and you don't appreciate those things. There's an illustrator, the author, that's writing all these wonderful, interesting things. And we're focused at the wrong thing. We're focused on our need. We're focused on our daily schedule. We're focused on uh, what we want or what, what, what's going on or what we're missing. And looking and scouring the page for that. And we're wasting our time. It's just wasting our time. We need to ensure that we're focusing on the truth. The truth of the matter. Not, we want to focus Let's go back to 2 Corinthians again, 5.17. And then this time we're going to just jump up to verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth, we know man, no man after the flesh. Yea, though we know Christ after the flesh, yet henceforth we know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us to the ministry of reconciliation. No, no man after the flesh. And that's really another area where we're clinging. Is that's those old bits and it says, no, no, no man. And that includes your own self. And that's where we come back to the new year and we look back with regret. We look back at what went wrong. We look back at the old self. And we think, okay, we got to fix that. I got to fix that. 
And the only thing we need to do is just let it go and look forward to the new creature that he made us to be. And then as we look at one another, look at them with those new eyes, that they are that new creature, that you are that new creature, that old things are passed away, all things are new, all things are of God. And keep your focus there, not what what is missing, not on an old way of doing something, not on an old way of being, but focusing on him. Now, I, want, I just want to go back. Last time I, I ended here, and I want to go back again and look at it with fresh new eyes to Acts 8, where we see Philip. If you're listening on the podcast, you can go back to my message from a couple weeks ago, and you can listen to it again. Praise the Lord. See again to be in the right chapter, be in the right day and the time. Hallelujah. Acts 8 26. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go to the south, into uh, the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. Can you imagine? There's something that's unexpected that the angel comes to you and tells you to go somewhere. How many would allow the Holy Spirit to say, you know what, hey, not that today. We're going to go to the desert. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the, where the desert might be for you. <laughs> the Kelowna is it like, well, or, you know, up there, Kitimat, everywhere. There's the desert. We have, kind of, we have desert here. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Anywhere that's not your plan, basically. I'm sure Philip, he was going to wake up. He was going to do, you know, whatever. I was, he, was, uh, he was from Jerusalem, so he was in Jerusalem in the city. Probably had things to do, places to go, people to see. But no, go into the desert. Can you get up and go? Hmm. If we're prepared and we're ready and we know and we understand, we can at a moment do that. You know, when Pastor Gwen came to the pastors about the pastor's table, that was our desert, so to speak. And it went bigger than we thought or <laughs> and dreamed and imagined as God started to speak to all of us about certain aspects of it. And then we went in this direction. And it's amazing. And we have these, these blessings, these lights that we use now for other things. It's so amazing. And then that we have them and we have this set that, you know, you can, if you want to, you can come and have a look at it. The church is not closed. You can come and have a look. You know, we're not closed. So FYI, Um, there's a set and cameras and things that just came together. So, and paid for everything paid for and then and and such a blessing besides that you know that we can use them for the facebook lives that we use them for other filming that we have all these tools now that are such a blessing 
But the focus was where God was taking us, the pastor's table, was that direction. But then there's all these blessings that unfurl around it. And it's so amazing. And you saw that little ad that was so amazing. And that people can use their skills to do those kinds of things. Amazing. You know, hallelujah. And not only that, good word that you can hear. Oh, praise the Lord. But get up and turn in that direction. Can you do that? Because that was kind of wild and crazy, I'd say. You know, and then, it, it, like, I think it's even more wild and crazy because we're like, I think it's bigger than we think. And we know. Isn't that like God? But anyway, <laughs> he tells you, no, you know, just go to the desert, you know. So there we are. So he gets up and he goes. Can you be able to be used and go to? Can you get up and go? You know, we get, and then, we get into this place. Some people are like, I haven't heard God. What's going on? Sometimes it was a get up and go that you didn't do. And that if you get up and go and do that, the next instruction will come. But why would an instruction come if you didn't do the first thing? I'm like, in my kindergarten class, we work on the basics first. Then we go on to the next. Then we go on when they're ready. And so... We can allow God to work in our lives to prepare us to go into that other place. But if we're stuck in our daily schedule, the things, our plans, our ideas, our idea of comfort, we can't move from that direction until we let things go and let lay things down. So the angel comes, he goes. He arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an Enoch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all, her, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come from Jerusalem to uh, come to Jerusalem to worship. So we got Philip, say, you know, go to the desert. We got Ethiopian coming to Jerusalem, and their paths cross here in a moment. Someone's talking to other people while God's talking to you. And moments cross. And these moments of crossing are so important. You want to be there. You don't want to just let a time and a date lead you to a place to meet people. You can allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to these heavenly moments in time. To a spot where great things happen. And God can move, not just meeting people, but where God can move. So he, uh, so he's, uh, they're both traveling directions, and he's sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. So Philip had to first hear the first instruction, go to the desert. Then his next instruction comes, go to the chariot. And then Philip ran thither to him. I love that. I so well every time I read that. He ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what you're reading? Or, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And I'm, I don't know, like, this is all we know, but like, seriously, they're in the desert. Go to the desert. And they both meet each other. I'm like, there's no, like, I mean, there's probably a road or something, but there's no one around and they meet each other and they're like, 
wow, on the same wavelength. He's reading about Isaiah. Philip knows about Isaiah. And here these, we have this meeting and an encounter. And he said, how can I, oh, and said, the place of the scripture which he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his, his shearer. So opened he, not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who, uh, his, I'm sorry, let me start that again. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare this, his generation? For his life was taken away from the earth. And the Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, who, who, are the, who is this speaker, the prophet, the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Who is this guy talking about? Is he talking about Isaiah? Is he talking about some other man? Who is he talking about? And then Philip opened up his mouth and began at the same uh, scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And now this is where you know Jesus. And anywhere you go and in any encounter, encounter when you, you're led by the Holy Spirit, you are just like Philip. You can explain this Jesus to people who are pondering him and asking about him. Don't, you know, you are not little. You are not unimportant. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away and all things are new and all things are of God. You know something for that person. Never think that what you have is small. You have the most important thing to deliver to people. And please don't keep it to yourself. And they went on their way and they came unto a certain water. And the Enoch said, see, here is the water. What, does, what hinders me to be baptized? And Jesus said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, unto, um, answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down to the water, both Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized him. And they were come out of the water. The spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. And the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip materialized somewhere else. He was found in Azotus. Passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. That's something different. Maybe woken up where you are and be led somewhere where you didn't even know you would be. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to these places. Don't get caught in today's day and the things of today. Because there's moments like these, exactly like these, where you're led somewhere and you can open up and tell people about Jesus. And then they're born again, baptized, and then you go on your way. What a life. What a life. And the Enoch went away rejoicing. That's good re in rejoicing in my book. That's good rejoicing in my book. Hallelujah. You're a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are new. All things are of God. Allow the things of God to be in your hands. His plan, his leading, his comfort, his peace and joy. They're the, going to be the only thing that are going to be worth it and the only thing that will satisfy. Let's pray right now. I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Remember, you are not alone. You have the Holy One. 
and you have us by email, by phone, at the church. The church is open. You can come. You can speak with one of the pastors. The pastors love you, care for you. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. But remember, the new slate was bought for and paid for by Jesus. Not a new year. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for a new opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunities of this year. That as Philip heard the instruction and got up and went, I thank you, Lord, that this is the year of hearing your instruction and getting up and going. I thank you, Lord, that we're hearing your instructions like never before. And I thank you, Lord, that the discomfort that we might feel from those instructions, we see and understand and know that it's discomfort of the flesh. And it's a discomfort that will pass as you pour in your comfort. So I thank you, Lord, that we're comforted by you in a new and bigger way so that we can step out that we can be bold, that we can know ourselves as a new creature, and that we see our brothers and sisters as those new creatures. And I thank you, Lord, that we can go out into the city, hear your voice, hear your instruction, obey quickly, and see rejoicing all around us wherever we go from the lives that we're impacting. I thank you, Lord that the things of this world do not touch us. But I thank you that we're in you and you're working through us for your glory. I thank you, Lord, that you're just breaking off those habits right now that tried to hold people into their old ways of thinking. And I thank you, Lord, for the, just the blood washing away, washing away, and I thank you, Lord, that we can stand in boldness in that new man. Just stand boldly, trusting and knowing who you created us to be. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even now, I thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Wisdom and how to talk and speak to our families in new ways that I thank you that that new creature is in us and working through us. And I thank you, Lord, that we're going to deal differently with our family and our family members. And I thank you that in our workplaces that we'll be different. I thank you that your love will be made manifest wherever we go. And I thank you, Lord, for just your wise words pouring out of our mouth. That we're ready at every moment. And I thank you for those moments of this year. Thank you, Lord, for those moments of 2020. Those moments where we were able to give the gospel. Those moments where we were able to pray. I thank you, Lord, that those were precious moments. And I thank you, Lord, and we look with anticipation the precious moments of tomorrow. Oh, thank you, Lord. I call this people blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy New Year. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W, 3B1.